Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, John Clayton. And welcome to Schooled with a Professor. We've got a special uh, to really go into right now because we've got a very unique situation coming up with the NFL draft. And, of course, uh, ESPN and NFL Network are going to combine for the broadcast. And, of course, uh, all resources are going to be going. And, of course, the NFL draft is going to be on ESPN, NFL Network, and ABC. It's going to start on Thursday at 5 p.m. West Coast time. And then the NFL draft kickoff shows will be on the NFL Network on Thursday and Friday starting at 2 Pacific time and then Saturday at 7. A.M. And joining us to kind of explain how this is all going to come together is NFL Network producer Charlie Uke. And so, Charlie, uh, this, is, this is a big operation, combined operation, obviously with a lot of interesting things to kind of go. How's this thing going to try to be put together? So, thanks for having me, John. The, we, we are basically utilizing everything we can from people's homes, uh, even people's garages, to try to put together programming, live programming this week for an audience that I think will be captivated and hungry for content as a kind of respite of everything else that's that's going on. Obviously, our hearts and thoughts and prayers are with everyone going on, but this week there's business at hand. The draft is coming on Thursday. Um, We anticipate a lot of eyeballs, and we hope to put pretty compelling stuff out there for everybody especially in you know in the seattle area too as you said at five o'clock uh eastern two o'clock local time west coast we have our kickoff shows leading into draft thursday friday and as you said 7 a.m bright and early on saturday so a lot of our folks are going to be working straight through but it's nothing compared to what people are doing working straight through so um you know i'm not going to lie to you here it's going to take a little bubblegum tape um little fingers crossed but i think we're going to be okay we've had a lot of rehearsals we've got a lot of good people in the position to put us in positions to succeed, uh, both behind the camera and in front of the camera. So we pre- feel pretty confident that uh, two things will happen. One, John Schneider will probably trade out of the first round, and two, we're going to give some good content for the viewers at hand. Oh, yeah, no question about it. Now, I guess the, the big thing is, of course, uh, what's going to be run in Bristol? Because at least Bristol doesn't have the restrictions that are there in New York City, in Los Angeles, where you have your studios. And of course, <clears throat> I don't know how much can come out of there. And is everything going to be kind of put together in Bristol? So the, the, the combination of what we're doing, uh, the co-production of the draft itself is going to focus mainly on the draft itself. So as far as the lead up shoulder programming, they'll do what they, they usually do and typically done with, with their sports center specials, NFL live. Um, but once we get to that, it's probably fair to say, John, that, that hour leading up the draft, that's when you're going to start seeing NFL network talent on ESPN uh, for their pregame. And that'll be Daniel Jeremiah, Kurt Warner, Michael Irvin. And then when we get to the draft nights and day, uh, you'll see them scattered throughout the broadcast. So that's when you're really going to start seeing cross-pollination of, of the efforts that we've done with them. And they've been very accommodating, very welcoming, friends and colleagues, obviously, for many years. Um, so that, that's when you're going to start to see NFL Network uh, fingerprints pop up on ESPN. Yeah, because again, I guess, and what I'm wondering about, because uh, I don't know, having talked to the people back in Bristol, is it uh, how much is there a limitation of the number of people that could be in in the building, or is that is that okay? There's no problem there in Bristol. Yeah, I, I, in in the discussions I've had, they can obviously answer this better than I can. I know that they're using multiple control rooms. They're following all safety measures. They're all masked. They're all wearing gloves. It's, it's a different time for all of us, as we know, and safety is the number one concern. 
Um, I've never been to the campus on Bristol. I know you probably have. It's, it's very large. You can spread people apart, so social distancing will not be a problem. But they're going to follow all the rules and regulations they have all the way down from you know, the Disney Corporation to the state of Connecticut uh, to what they need to do. Um, but, but I know in, 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 in the discussions we've had with them, uh, safety is of the utmost importance, and, and having a campus like that and multiple control rooms and, and the leadership they have, I, I, they're, they're in good hands. But they're, they, they have, quite frankly, they, like you said, they're up and running. We, we were not up and running. We are not up and running. So this, this eventual destination we landed upon made, made a ton of sense. Yeah, because what, what I wonder about is, and it's going to be the same thing for the NFL, because you know they're going to have uh, three different people, I guess, that are going to have the ability to uh, put in the votes and put in the, the, uh, the tra- and get the trades and all that stuff from each team. But how do you try to do that with all these different uh, connections with uh, Skype and Zoom and everything else? I mean, wh- where does that all go that everybody can recognize where everybody's going to be and how to get it on the air? That that's the thing I have to scratch my head on. Yeah, that's 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 why we have very very smart people that work in IT, that work in technology, operations, logistics, uh, much smarter than I am. I can say that for sure. And the, the, there's a there's a there's a level of testing that's been going on that will go on this week. We feel pretty confident that the business of fan won't be compromised in any fashion. Um, and as you know. That, that's what we're here for. Ultimately, it's about the team selecting players to set up a future. So the, no one's taking it lightly. Uh, I can't sit here and explain to you the you know the, the widget connecting to this thing or the other, but I know this. I know that they've spent hundreds of hours trying to figure this out, and when we get to Thursday, I, 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 will there be some hiccups? Probably, but I don't anticipate there being pick hiccups, and if there are, uh, nothing we can't overcome, as you know. The clock's going to run no matter what. It's not like the clock stops. Um, but but it's interesting because, you know, in, in some of our production conversations we had with the announcers and the insiders, they've, they've actually said some of these clubs, if they have good Wi-Fi, they're probably going to want to rush to make the pick to make sure, um, you know, everything's working properly so they can get the pick in. Uh, kind of like you alluded to, like who knows what's going to happen. But uh, who knows? That's the best part of the draft. The draft is is – no one knows what's going to happen in, in a perfect world, and in this year even even more so. So we'll see. It's going to be must-see TV, that's for sure. Oh, no question. That's what I kind of wonder about. Is like, what, what is there, like some big screen in four or five different rooms that have everybody that's going to be online? or uh, And then, of course, I mean, you hit the button, and the producer goes and gets out everything in. That's what I kind of wonder about, because I even wonder about it from the NFL standpoint. I mean, how many, how many different screens have to show all the different people so that uh, you can get the picks right and then we have the picks talked about? Yeah, so that's a great question. So there's approximately anywhere between like 150 to 120 inbound remotes coming in, John, which Mm -hmm. is a huge number. And at any moment, the producers are probably looking at a screen about 10 deep, um, you know, with the team on the clock, possible player being picked. uh, And then then they kind of cycle through it. It's an educated guess on a couple of those items, but everything else stays to to the, you know, to the to the way that the draft is actually lined up with the team on the clock, the team behind them. If a tray pops up, they got to pop that up there. So there is a central uh, nervous system for this, uh, someone who's going to have to be moving stuff around into the screen that the producers see. But I'm not, it, it, it's definitely it, it's a tall task. It's, it's not easy. Um, but someone's going to do it. Uh, we're going to do it together. Um, and I think we're, you know, I, I think you're going to see an interesting virtual draft for the first time. We got a glimpse of it at the WNBA draft, 
Um, it's very interesting to see everyone on remote. Um, and we'll we'll see how she goes on uh, on Thursday. It's, yeah, what's uh, it, that, that, there's, that's a lot of remotes, John. Let, let, that's let's that's why I was asking. Is I was thinking, okay, you had 150 to 200. It's like wow. Yeah, look, like typically on any given on a big night when NFL, you know, when we were separate and doing our stuff, I can only speak for NFL Network. We were taking in 70 remotes, like, and then that Saturday when clubs are doing their remote picks from, you know, different locations, that was a little bit higher. But this is this is this is not doubled it, but you know, it's it's a lot. It's over 100, and that that's the toughest part of this. That the toughest part of this draft for any presenter, whether it's ABC, ESPN, is going to be the technical part of it. Uh, the business, I think, will happen. I think it's it's people are kind of used to it. They'll figure out when a pick gets in and how to filter that information. But the technical part of this is going to be the, the most challenging part. And there, look, look, I don't think we can say that with that we're gonna it's going to be a smooth ride 100 percent of the time. But we're going to do the best job we can to present the information at hand in an entertaining way and in an exciting way and and in a different way. So. Um, there's a lot of unknown, and we're going to find out uh, on Thursday night. Is there going to be any interaction with the general managers or the coaches? You know, any interviews that can be done because that would even add to the number of uh, screens that are going to be coming in. Yeah, I, I think dur- during the draft, that that's going to be hard, just the way the speed of it goes. But I think once we get into the later rounds and days, that's going to be more realistic. There, there is a desire to talk to the players. Uh, at some point post-pick uh, with Susie Culber handling the interviews. But we're going to have to see how, how the game actually flows. I know it's not a game, but that's kind of what we kind of treat it as. So we'll see how it flows and when we'll kind of go from there. Um, you know, Most of the clubs have just video, no audio that first night, so we're not going to really be hearing from them. It's pretty typical, too, if this is their de facto war room. You, you never really get audio in there anyway. So and you want to respect the club's privacy. Um, so we'll, 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 see. It's, yeah, it's funny. You're asking me the questions. I have the same questions because we've never done this before. I know. So we're gonna... <laughs> well, take it, take us through yeah. the, what you, what you noticed from the NBA draft and how that kind of, uh, was produced. Yeah, look, it was, it was, it was, it was very similar just because you, you know, you've got players at, at home. You, you know, you've got. Uh, their families surrounding them. You know that there was interaction with the commissioner and with Holly Rowe, which is there's going to be interaction between you know Commissioner Goodell and with with Susie. You know there's going to be a little bit of technical breakup. You know there's going to be um, at times the video can freeze. These, these are all things that people have to anticipate in this day and age of virtual, um, you know, interacting between multiple sources and people. So I I, I thought it was. But they did a great job, and I, I thought it gave us a lot of insight to what we can expect on Thursday. Um, so it, nothing too titanic of a task as, as far as figuring out the gremlins here and there. Um, and again, it, it served as a it, it served as a as a good watch to see okay what what can we expect for for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for the NFL draft. But um, yeah, it's, it's John. It's always going to be a little bit more technical. Like, oh, is this feed going to go down? Can they hear us? How's the video quality? And I think at this point, too, a lot of people are okay with whatever quality video they get. I don't think they're expecting you know, crystal clean video at this point with people zooming and video conferencing all these days. 
Yeah, because I mean, you can see that on the news networks that uh, there's all kind of issues like that. You know, people cutting out, people you know breaking up as far as you know, while they're talking. You know, but uh, you know, so you can see that from the news networks, and of course, I'm sure that's going to happen both to the NFL when general managers and that are making their calls and talking and doing things to the league. I'm sure it's going to happen there, and that's just part of the reality. Take us through what a 10 minute uh, pick is going to look like. Is there going to be a lot of switching back and forth? Obviously, it's going to be Susie Culver kind of starting out and then probably you know go to one of the remotes and uh, you know talk about you know, for somebody that's covering a team and say okay here's here's what we're hearing but during a 10 minutes I mean how many people do you think is going to be involved in at least speaking about that pick and thereafter sure well Trey's going to be hosting Trey Wingo is going to be hosting um, Trey's going to be running point and there, there's a lot of voices to choose from whether it's Mel whether it's Lewis Riddick whether it's Booger McFarland whether it's Morton Adam, uh, whether it's NFL Network talent like Daniel Jeremiah, Kurt Warner, Michael Irvin. So they, they, we have a lot of places to go. Um, it's a lot of mouths to feed. So, you know, typically the last several years, clubs take around six minutes to make their first-round pick. I don't know if it's going to be a little bit longer, maybe. But like I said earlier, some of our announcers think that people want to make picks as soon as they can. There's plenty of places to go with the ball, John. That's that won't be the issue. I and mean, we've we've got a ton of elements. Um, you know, the 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 ESPN team works on this diligently. We've added what elements we can to just fortify what they've got. So it's we won't be lacking any sort of editorial content for this. Um, I don't think it'll drag either because, as, as you and I have talked about, uh, there's there's a desire for football content, and I think people will be. Very, very, very interested to see whether it's pick one or pick two, 52, where we're going to go. But we're not going to lack voices, John. There's plenty of voices there. We've got our Hall of Famers. We've got our draft mix. We've got, we've got plenty of vo- we got our insiders. Uh, we're going to be good to go. Theoretically, Bob Quinn, the general manager of the Detroit Lions, is at least going to help the broadcast out by uh, saying if he's going to make a trade at the third pick, he's going to do it in the afternoon. And so everybody can know about it then, or at least he'll know about it. So that'll take away. But are you prepared for what's going to be complete chaos at uh, picks number nine? And where I say uh, chaos <clears throat> is that you have you know Atlanta, maybe Jacksonville trying to trade up for a cornerback. You have Denver maybe trying to jump the wide receiver teams and try to maybe get the first wide receiver. Then you have Tampa Bay trying to trade up so that they can get a right tackle for Tom Brady. There are so many different things that can go between 9 and 10 where the first real drama is going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how that's going to be covered. Yeah, it, it, it's very fair points. A long time ago, I remember, uh, I forgot who we were talking to. Specifically, I, I remember I said that, you know, what would be a good draft? What do you want? And I said, chaos. I, use. I think that's what we still kind of want, John. It's Chaos brings drama, brings intrigue, and it brings interest, right? So we, I don't know how many trades we're going to get. Typically, what is it, the number of, you would know better than I 30, like 30, five, 30, since, they, since they did the compensatory picks involved in trades, over the last three years, there's been 37 draft day trades, 23 on the average in the uh, third day of the draft. Well, you know that number is going to diminish because you only have minutes in rounds three through six and four minutes in round seven. Yeah, so look, I, anything that can shake up the draft at the top is going to be good for all of us. So I hope there's wheeling and dealing. Uh you know, it, it seems like number one is set. 
it seems like number two is set. So if the draft starts at number three, um, and the, and they make the trade during the day, or they do it within the body of the draft, that's good for us. That's that's that that would be great for us. Chaos itself and figuring out the technical part of it, we'll deal with that part. The news is going to trump everything else. So, um, I we kind of welcome it. I kind of hope it happens. And you see, you see, you see chaos. Oh but yeah, thanks for throwing it out there, John. That's what we want. That's what we want. I know. The only thing that I guess is going to be missing is that uh, if Mel, Mel Kuyper doesn't like the pick, he can't you know, like yell at Bill Tobin and Bill Tobin yell back at him because Bill's involved classic, with the Bengals, moment. but he's not on the scene. Yes, classic moment. Classic <laughs> Wasn't moment. that one of the greats? One of the greatest moments of all time. Oh, no question about it. But, but Mel's been doing this forever, you know, and and it's it, for me. This is this is this is. This is this has been fun. This has been fun for a lot of us. I think it's fair to say that you know the folks all around have have kind of enjoyed working together. Um, it, it's like these are tough times. You got to find joy where you can, and, and and working together with ESPN has been has truly been a joy. It's 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 been a challenge for us at NFL Network, but we've we've you know we refocus, we reallocated our efforts. Well, like I said, we're hoping for good things on Thursday oh, night. Yeah, I know. What was different for me is that uh, I know for 20 years I was at the draft every year because I was on radio and then, of course, uh, slipping over to do TV. So this is obviously the first time that I can just do things from home here. And so that's, that's a little bit different. And, of course, we've got the 2020 NFL draft. It's going to be on ESPN, NFL Network, ABC. That starts at Thursday at 5 o'clock p.m. And, of course, that's West Coast time. And the NFL kickoff shows are going to be on the NFL Network on Thursday and Friday starting at 2 p.m. and then Saturday at 7 a.m. Hey, Charlie Uke, I thank you so much. Thanks for giving us an update on what this is going to look like, and let's look for chaos. Yes, let's hope. Thanks, John. Everyone be safe out there, and we'll see you guys on Thursday night. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with the Professor.